Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio every single weeknight at 7 p.m. on their Nothing But Net channel. Also, Five Reasons Sports YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. You'll get all of our content as we speak as we're recording this. The Six Ring Canes guys are on there uh, talking NIL with Darren Heitner, but you can get F1 shows, MMA shows, um, lots of dolphin shows, lots of uh, Panther shows. We've got all that going on during the series for as long as that lasts. Uh, Marlins and more. So check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit subscribe. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. You get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We got a new location for one of our sponsors. You Break Wheel Fix. Okay, YouBreakWheelFix.com or You Break Wheel Fix on Instagram. Their main office is moving. They've actually just moved in May. Um, they're just still in North Miami, uh, but they're over on Northeast 18th Avenue East and Northeast 143rd Street. But the same great service, just a bigger facility because we've sent them so much business. Well, also others from the community have as well, but they handle everything there. They will fix uh, your cracked wheels. We know what that happens on the streets of South Florida down here is everybody's trying to get down to the heat game and other places. So they can do that for you, but they can also do the powder coating for you, give you the fancy colors and all that stuff. You want the vice colors, you want the canes colors. They can do all of it for you at you break wheel fix. And if you mention five reasons to Mark and the team down there, you'll get a discount as well. They also do the loaner cars too. If you need that while you're getting your car fixed or your wheels done. So check it out. You break wheel fix. It's you break wheel again, uh, or on Instagram at you break wheel fix and check out all the great work that they do there in a brand new facility. And now tonight's episode. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck to say, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick, back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. We gave Brady the night off tonight. I just want to clarify that's what actually happened. Um, He has not uh, been put in a basement by the Miami Heat because he asked a question of Eric Spolster last night that got a little too close to the heat strategy. So Brady is fine. Um, no concerns about him whatsoever. He's just not joining us on the show tonight, but we do have Greg Sylvander. I think he just disappeared. Maybe he was taken by the heat. Uh, and we've also got Alex Salito. You can follow him at tropical blanket on Twitter. And we're going to be one topic tonight. Uh, that's it. We're going to, I know obviously adjustments and questions. If you want some of that stuff, I did it all on starting nine on the YouTube channel. You can call that up. I took about 50 questions there about rotations and everything else that's going on, but we believe that Jimmy Butler deserves his own episode. Okay. Um, 
I watched some of the four letter networks coverage today. And as I'm watching their coverage, there is no mention whatsoever of what are the 76ers going to do to stop Jimmy Butler. And this is odd to me because Jimmy Butler is playing at a level that only two guys in Miami heat uniforms have ever played out in the playoffs, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. And if you look at the numbers that Jimmy's putting up through his first, I guess it would be eight games. Cause he missed one uh, for the first eight games here of the postseason. He is putting up numbers comparable to the numbers that those two guys put up through the course of playoff runs. In fact, if you go to the 2013 season, which was not LeBron's best playoff run statistically, but was him at the peak of his powers. That was his best season. Okay. Overall, Jimmy Butler's numbers through the first, again, eight games of this postseason for him are better than LeBron James's were over the course of that postseason. From an efficiency standpoint, from an overall scoring standpoint, from a steals standpoint, he's a little below him in rebounds and assists, but not month much. He is basically playing the LeBron James level for the Miami Heat, and the national media is paying absolutely no attention to it. Um, in my view, he has been the second best player in the postseason from a two-way perspective behind Giannis, okay, who's playing as we speak right now and trying to survive his own series. He has been better than Luka because he plays defense. Uh, he has been better than Jokic overall I, because he's still playing. Let's start there, okay, although obviously Jokic has played extraordinarily well. He's been more consistent overall than Jason Tatum. Um, and then you look at Chris Paul, who has had tremendous moments, but all, also a couple of doozies. You know, Booker missed some time. Steph Curry took a little bit of time to warm up. Um, and John Morant obviously was terrific, but he also had some down moments, and now he's out for the rest of the postseason. Jimmy Butler also, and, and, I'll, and I'm going to turn it over to you guys on this one, of the top 20 scorers in the playoffs so far, this will tell you how this has become a young man's league, Okay. Only five of the top 20 are 30 years old or older. This was a league that was dominated by guys in their early 30s for a while. There's no LeBron this year. Okay. KD's out, obviously. Jimmy Butler is leading all players 30 years or older in scoring, just ahead of Steph Curry going into tonight. Okay. The only guys who are on that list of the top 20, three other players who were out already, Kevin Durant, CJ McCollum, and Kyrie Irving. He's playing at an ungodly level right now, guys. And I'll start here with you, Greg. I mean, we have this characterization. Is he a superstar? Is he not a superstar? If he's playing better than all of the other superstars, when it matters from a two-way perspective, his team is winning. His team has the top net rating in the playoffs coming into tonight. What exactly do you have to do to be a superstar? Hit step back threes? dunk a lot like what What exactly is he missing i guess a little bit of drama to some degree um i don't know what exactly it is but I'll, i guess i'll say this i don't know whether you want to call him a superstar but he is one victory away from and this is a hot take y'all if he if they advance to the eastern conference finals and in the three seasons that jimmy butler has been here He's finals with the performance that he had in the finals. Yeah, a lot. That, and then the Bryn Forbes year. And then back to the Eastern Conference finals at this elite level of playing, you're starting to move him like Dwayne, LeBron, 
Jimmy as the third greatest player to ever play for the franchise. Like that's where I'm at. And uh, I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I mean, Alonzo didn't necessarily have the offensive ability to carry a team to the conference finals, the way that Jimmy is, um, Obviously, Tim didn't. Uh, even Dwayne, in his in some of the height of his powers, couldn't get past the Celtics in an opening round. I know that this is a, a much better team, so I'm trying to compare more apples to apples scenarios with all of the Heat greats. But truthfully, for me, it's like LeBron, Dwayne, and then now we're going to start talking about Jimmy in that conversation, which is crazy that he's left that kind of imprint in such a short amount of time. Alex, I want to get with you to the things that have been most impressive specifically. But, but since we're on the subject of Dwayne and LeBron here, I, I want to go through some of this. And, and again, we've left Shaq out because the reality is uh, that, you know, in the 2006 playoff run, he was not a focal point. Uh, in the 2005 playoff run, he was for parts of it. Um, and at times I was more impactful than Dwayne was. And obviously we know how that thing ended with Dwayne getting the rib cage injury and Shaq being upset. He didn't get the ball more from Stan in the last game. Um, but, but you, it really is, this is about two guys. Okay. And it's about two guys. So, so let me go through here a little bit. Some of Dwayne's play overall playoff runs. Okay. And LeBron's and, and just to put this into context of what Jimmy is doing. All right. To me. Okay. From start to finish. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the best playoff run. And I think most would agree with this, uh, was Oh six with Dwayne, obviously because of the way it ended and, and sort of the monumental finals that he had. Okay. And, and we're talking about 23 games there that he played during that postseason. He averaged 28 points, six rebounds and six assists on 50% shooting. Okay. Yeah, he was better of course, over the course of 23 games, but Jimmy's scoring average is right there again, smaller sample size, eight games, but so far right there with Dwayne's because yeah, Dwayne went nuclear with whatever the 34.7 in the finals, but he was below that before he got into the finals. So 28.4, six and six. Um, Jimmy is at 29, seven and six, right? I believe. I think that's the number right now. Um, with a shooting percentage, it's actually better than Dwayne's was. Okay. I know he operates a little bit differently and a three point percentage that by the way, is exactly the same and a free throw percentage that is exactly the same. So through nine games or eight games, again, Jimmy Butler has basically performed at the level that Dwayne Wade sustained Okay, through 23 games of 2006, which is generally acknowledged as one of the greatest playoff runs, not just in heat history, but in playoff history. Now, Talk if you're dirty to me, keep talking dirty. Well, to me. if you go back to the previous year, which was the 05 thing that was, again, short circuited by Dwayne's rib cage injury. That was sort of Dwayne's playoff breakout. I, obviously, the first year and the big shots in the first round and the runner in the lane and the three pointer and all that that he did against the Hornets. I get it. But. Again, he was a rookie and that first year, and he wasn't even on the floor at the end, as we discussed yesterday, you know, Stan pulled him off the floor at the end of that series against Indiana. But the second, the second year averaging 41 minutes in his real breakout, Dwayne averaged 27, six and seven with 1.6 steals at 48% over 14 games. Jimmy Butler is having a playoff run statistically that is comparable to Dwayne Wade's 2005. That was the other one. Now, Dwayne had two others that jump out, 2008, 2009, and 2009, 2010, with, with apologies to Quentin Richardson and Michael Beasley and Udonis Haslam. He was basically a one-man team, okay? 
He averaged 29 the first year, um, being a one-man team, 29, 5, and 5, and he averaged 33, 6, and 7 the second year. Uh, but he only, only played seven and five games because he got eliminated in the first round. And I'm not throwing any of Dwayne's, um, you know, big three years. The, the, the first one was great, okay, and he would have been finals MVP. He 21 games, he averaged 25 points, uh, seven rebounds, and four assists. But, but Jimmy, again, smaller sample size is better than that right now. And then I, I am going to get to Alex on this because I, I want him to weigh in. But I just want to – just for context here, okay, LeBron James – all right. In, in these playoff years that we're talking about, okay. That he was with LeBron, uh, that he was with the heat, his four years here in Miami. I'm not going to get into the other years, 2016 with the Cavs or anything along those lines. Yeah. We don't care. We don't care. Right. They didn't happen, but, but here. Okay. I got suspended. Exactly. Okay. The first year he averaged, this is first year in Miami, 21 games. Uh, he averaged 44 minutes a game. <laughs> Spo played him 44 minutes a game over 21 games. Okay. What's Jimmy averaging 36, I think something like that. So basically six fewer minutes, LeBron in that first year <laughs> averaged 24, eight and six on 47% shooting. Okay. Jimmy's numbers are better. Second year was really, even though it wasn't the Heat's best year, their first championship, LeBron had his best statistics during that playoff run. He averaged 43 minutes, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists on 50% shooting. And then, again, the year where he was at the peak of his powers, 2012-2013, he had the Ray Allen year, 26, 8, and 7, okay, on 49% shooting and 38% from three. And then the last year with Miami, uh, he averaged 27 where he was, he was alone. A lot of the time he averaged 27, seven and five on 57% shooting. Okay. This is my point. I'm not saying Alex that Jimmy Butler is better than LeBron James or better than Dwayne Wade. What I'm saying is kind of what Greg is saying. The statistics bear it out. He's doing this in wins. Okay. I mean, the heat have won so far. What are they? I mean, four and one, three and two, right? So, I mean, they're, they're, uh, you know, <laughs> You know, they're, they're seven and five right now in the postseason. Excuse me, uh, seven and three right now in the postseason. And so I guess Jimmy has played the nine games. He's playing at their level. If, if LeBron was doing this in Miami, they would be devoting shows to it. Jimmy can't get a segment. All he's getting is, you know, you know first take screaming, you know, culture and uh, culture and South Beach. And the fans are late. Like, why is he not? First thing, I mean, you watch LeBron and Dwayne during those runs. Is this comparable? And why is Jimmy not getting the respect that they did? Um, it's comparable in the sense that he's giving you a lot more like those guys. He's playing a lot more like those guys than I think a lot of Heat fans could have imagined when he first got here. We saw what he did uh, in the bubble and in the finals when he had to take it up another notch. So it's something that we've seen before. But as far as the first two rounds, just kind of blitzing through every game, being the best player in the series, when people thought Trey could have been the best player in the series in uh, round one. And many people would still put Embiid and Harden above Jimmy, in a, you know, if, if they were ranking players, even though that's not where I'm at. I feel like a lot of people would have said, you know, even though a lot of ESPN guys and, and a lot of national people picked the heat this time, like that wasn't necessarily the story. Um, it feels like they only did that because of kind of what the Heat have been all year as far as kind of being around the one seed the whole time. It, it feels disingenuous. Like the, what you're talking about, all they talk about is culture and South Beach 
and you know who's got the best player in the series and all that stuff and it just doesn't translate to actual basketball and what's going on on the floor jimmy doesn't have a pretty game he doesn't have an aesthetically pleasing game you know they don't call him the most skilled player ever like they do Kyrie because they like his crossovers and step backs and look man guys like Kyrie Tatum anybody else who's got all those cool moves to their game you know that's great for them jimmy goes gets by by doing what he does and dominates doing what he does he when you're just at the top like when it comes to attacking the rim, defending multiple positions, being an elite help defender, being a great passer, being a great rebounder, like the dude plays with high IQ. He he's giving you a reasonable microcosm of what Dwayne and LeBron did those years. Now I get the statistical comparison, which is really, really, really impressive, but it's also, you know what I'm going to say? There's just a lot more possessions being played right now. So it's hard to trans, you know, to try to compare those two It's two different eras, but regardless of that, what Jimmy's doing is extremely impressive. And I just think, you know, maybe they'll start giving him credit if they make another final run and then they just can kind of get rid of that whole bubble run narrative. But other than that, like, he's just going to keep doing his thing and keep saying the same thing after post game, being Jimmy Butler. Well, I, and I get what you're saying about the possessions, but again, this is not a team that plays with a ton of pace. So they, they don't, they, they don't necessarily rack up, you know, a crazy number of possessions. No, but just the average possessions and, and uh, offensive rating and all that, it's just way higher than it was back then even with the, the heat being at the bottom i bet if we were to compare the two it would be miles apart but regardless what jimmy is doing is like you can't say anything about it he's been the best player in pretty much every game you know in both series and you can make a case that he's been one of the top three players if not better throughout the whole playoffs here's the other thing i mean if we're going to do apples to apples and i get what you're saying about again you know it, it being different than it was then but i mean he's fourth and he's fourth in playoff players in scoring so i mean even comparing him exactly to, to to the modern era uh he's up there and he's not considered you know to, to be a scorer to this the extent that you know i thought tyler hero would lead him in scoring this year and almost did i mean just not i mean jimmy just basically nudged across the end line against tyler by percentage points um, and, and again, I'm looking at this. I just, I just want to read this one more time in context. And I pin this to the five reasons sports account, Jimmy Butler's numbers in this playoffs. Okay. 28.3 points, 7.6 rebounds, 5.6 assists, 2.2 steals on 44, 37, 82 splits. LeBron James in 2013, again, peak LeBron. Okay. Not 32 year old LeBron peak LeBron. Okay. LeBron at that stage was what? 27 going on 28, yeah. I believe. Okay, or just roughly that 25.9 points, 8.4 rebounds, 6.6 assists, 1.8 steals, 49, 38, 78 splits while playing three and a half more minutes. Actually, I'm sorry, four and a half more minutes than Jimmy did. So, I mean, even when we're talking about pace, LeBron was on the floor more like, I mean, Spo didn't yeah. let him rest. I mean, Spo treated him like Tibbs. Uh, would have treated Jimmy in the playoffs, or did treat Jimmy in the playoffs, right, Craig? So, but but let me let me pivot back to something Alex said there. We keep saying this, and and Gre Alex is right because this is the excuse that's used that you know Jimmy doesn't have a sexy game, so to speak, right? Like, I mean, he's not a high flyer, um, he's not an elite three point shooter, and those are the two things that get highlights, right? Steph Curry three point shots from thirty two feet and dunks, okay. So, I mean, backing someone down in the post and shooting a little midi over them, okay, um, or, you know, flashing it for a steal uh, and creating an opportunity where he kind of just gets above the rim to dunk, like nobody wants to pay attention to that stuff. But here's the thing I don't understand. The national media and fans claim that they love these kind of stories, right? 
they love the hard work story, the come from nowhere story, the guy who wasn't entitled to everything, right? One of the issues with LeBron is not that he was entitled to anything, because obviously, if you know his upbringing and everything that happened with him, uh, and he's a miracle, okay, and what he's accomplished. But again, he had he, he had a tattoo of chosen one, you know, at age 17, and he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. You know, Jimmy Butler went to junior college, okay, <laughs> after being essentially homeless, okay, had to transfer drafted 30th overall, hardly played his rookie season. You look back, everybody says Tibbs played him so much. He didn't start a game in his rookie year. He played 42 games. He was playing behind Luol Deng, Kirk Heinrich, and others. Um, I don't understand, like, and, and the other part of this, we say he's not interesting. He is interesting. He's got a Michelob Ultra commercial. He's probably the funniest guy in the league, okay, if you follow his Instagram, his press conferences, and all this other stuff. He may not indulge in some of the back and forth with others, but I mean, he's he's posting on Joel Embiid's page. OK, after game. I mean, he's not he's not Tim Duncan. Like, I, no. I, I don't. Right. So, no, I agree. So, so why? So what is it? I don't understand. So I don't know if it's um, I, I go back to this article from 2019 in men's health dot And I guess in their publications, I, I don't necessarily get those to my front door. But Jimmy Butler, there was an article um, that was really, really good where, and I'll never forget what he said. He talked about how he knows that his only guaranteed edge is his work ethic. And, uh, he even went as far as to say, uh, this is his own words. He will whoop your ass. That's it. I'm tougher than you. That's where I'll bank it at. And being tough is a talent. I back down from no one. I'm scared of nobody. I don't care about the name that you have, what you've done. You can't intimidate me. None. That's what's gotten me here. Like that thing, that, that toughness is the talent, the grit, like that kind of stuff. As much as people say that's what they want to see, that's not really what they want to see. They want to see elite physical specimens like Giannis and LeBron and, you know, that kind of thing. Or they want to see the fun stuff like Kyrie or the Steph deep threes. Uh, I don't know how the hell people think Harden has a fun game. What is wrong with you folks? But know. Like, otherwise, I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. And then the fact that the heat. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Keep it so buttoned up tight that it's not a situation where there's a lot of drama, a lot of like tabloid kind of nonsense. So it's just not the kind of thing that they can feast upon in the same way. Maybe the access is not the same. I mean, Ethan, it, could that be it? Because like, to well, your I, point- I, I do. I do think that's a part of it. I, I think the, the, the access to him, I, you know, I was told by a couple of my friends who work at ESPN, that one of the reasons that they don't focus on the heat more is because they're not given players like the, you know, other teams give their players to the national media. You know, they, they, they tend to, the heat tend to take care of the locals uh, more so than other teams do. Okay. Um, you know, with that said, I'd love to have more of the guys on our podcast. So for those who are listening, 
uh, we'll certainly take players between uh, this round and the Eastern conference finals. If, if you want to offer any of them to us, but I, you know, they, they don't, you know, they run a tight ship, but they let guys be themselves. Like I've never had situations with the heat. Like I would have at the dolphins. Okay. There was concern with like Michael Beasley and Hassan Whiteside, like where you would always have an extra media relations person. You know, one of the guys that we know standing over them just to kind of make sure that certain things weren't said, but they don't, the heat don't typically like shut down pressers or that kind of stuff. Like I trust me, I can't tell you how many have been shut down when I was covering the dolphins. Okay. Over various regimes, whether it was the Saban regime uh, or, or forward. Okay the camp camera regime, the, the Gase regime, you know, it's just different situations. So there's more, they're more professional. They're more open with the locals, but they don't necessarily hand stuff to the national guys. So that's part of it. They don't give them a ton of access. They don't, they don't trickle out a lot of information like the other teams do. Like some of these teams are sieves and the national media likes that. But I can tell you that one of the things that was said to me was that there's some national media guys who've requested Jimmy for stories and they don't get him. You know, and and that and that that's that's their thing. So then they just throw up their hands and they decide they're not going to cover the heat because they're all ours. Well, right. Well, because because they're they're not getting. And I'm like, well, did you ask for Bam? Because I feel like they used to get him when he was when he was like on the Bulls and stuff. I remember he used to like there was profiles and features written on him when he was first coming up by like uh, Andrew Sharp, Ben Golliver. Well, he was the counter to Rose in a lot of ways because yep. Derek, Derek got got the, the lion's share. Derek and Joachim Noah, who obviously was very media friendly. OK, they they got the majority of the attention up there. And then Jimmy kind of came from nowhere to a certain degree. Again, he was the 30th pick and and his his personality kind of developed sort of over time there. And and, you know, in talking to guys who've covered him for a long time, who got to know him, they saw that evolve over time. OK, um, where, you know, Jimmy became more the Jimmy that we sort of know now. But but the, he doesn't go out of his way. Look, we've talked about this. Jimmy doesn't do a ton of stuff in the community down here. He's not. He's, it's more back in Chicago. Um, you know, he, he and, and part of this is covid. Part of this is I, I think, you know, he came in and then all of a sudden covid st- shut stuff down. Um, the reality is LeBron didn't do a lot of stuff in the community here. Okay. Not like he did it, but back home, I mean, Dwayne, Zoe, um, Udonis, you know, they're, he, they were here, uh, the others, you know, not so much. Um, and so I, I think that for, for Jimmy, the profile of, of him, um, you know, there just hasn't been as much done there are some national outlets who've gotten some time with him. Not a ton. We haven't amount him on the pod. Um, you know, even though obviously we, we've discussed him a lot. So I think part of it is the national media kind of got tired, or at least the guys I've talked to got tired of requesting him to a certain degree. And then they decided there was nothing to really cover on the heat. I mean, we saw Israel just did a really nice piece on Tyler. Um, that's the only, you know, I, we've seen a couple on BAM. I know Zach Lowe's done a couple on BAM, but other than that, you don't see the national guys do a ton of, of stuff on here. So I, I think, I think the access is part of it um, for sure. But to argue that you don't have a personality to write about or to do a show about, he's like to a, focus on. He reminds me of Chris Bosch a little bit. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, I just wanted to sneak this in here. Like for people that say he doesn't have personality, you're so right. He's not Tim Duncan. He's like a mix of Dwayne Udonis and Chris Bosch. Like, like the way that he can articulate himself and be funny and be tough at times. And like all those different, wear those different hats and be himself, be just unapologetically himself is like something that I think is super genuine and cool. Um, So it is bizarre that they would not, 
that he wouldn't gain more traction, I guess, nationally. But I think it all, it, it, this is going to harken back to that he's not flying through the air doing mm-hmm. 360s and he's yeah. not hitting 40 footers. I, I think it's mostly the basketball stuff. I, I, you know, because we say like, I mean, and this is no disrespect again. I mean, people know my feelings on Dwayne. I mean, Jimmy's funnier than Dwayne is. I spent a lot of time around Dwayne. I mean, <laughs> Jimmy, you, you talk about being more me. I mean, there were there were long periods of time during his career where until Dwayne kind of found who he was, um, you know, it, it was kind of tough to write new stories about Dwayne a- after a certain point. Now, Dwayne obviously is worldly and we've discussed this on the pod. OK, he, he, he you know, we saw him grow up down here. But just Jimmy is just naturally, I mean, a magnetic personality. It's just who he is. And between the memes and all the rest of this and the gifs and all the other stuff that goes on here and the Instagram, you have enough to work on. It just doesn't seem like the national media wants to do the work uh, to a certain degree. I mean, to not have a segment today about how they go about stopping Jimmy Butler, I, I cannot think of another top 15 player in the league that would have been ignored after the way he's played the, the, you know, the past three weeks. I, I just, it, I don't think there's a single one in any market, honestly. And it's just weird. He's in Miami. He kind of exudes Miami and all they can say is heat culture. Um, but we are going to pivot back to the basketball part here before we close. I want to tell you about a couple sponsors of the five reasons sports network, our friends over at prizepicks.com. use the code five F I V E. That's the that's our That's our partner on fantasy and you can do everything there. Okay. You could have played NHL tonight. Although why I took Bob on saves, I have no idea, but you can also play NBA MLB, all the other sports, two, three, four, five players together. We run special promos. They run special promos, but you got to use that code F I V E. That is the code to get your initial deposit matched up to hundred dollars. And you don't need to play it all at once. We see people sign up all the time and they don't deposit deposit, take a shot with 20 bucks. They're going to give you $20 to play with. Uh, in that sense, you don't really have a lot to lose. So go to prizepix.com or download the app. You can download it um, on either the Google play store or on the app store if you're an iPhone person uh, and use that code F-I-V-E to get your initial deposit match. That's five. Also, for all your premium CBD, go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN there. That is our product code at therapistpreferred.com. And there you can get the tincture, the gummies, the sports cream, and all of that for recovery, for sleep. This is great stuff. Um, Look, we've had so many people who they've recommended it to others now. Okay, so go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN and you get 25% off. And again, that's the number 5RSN. All right, so let's get to the basketball part of this. I'm going to pivot to Alex on this. Like, I guess the question is, can he sustain it? Um, and can he sustain it in a way now, at least to close out this series? Because Doc Rivers last night said, we have some adjustments we can make. We don't know if we want to make them. That was his response to my question, okay? The, re- the adjustment would seem to be, because MB said this afterwards, double him like they're doubling me. I mean, you know, the Heat are doubling Joel Embiid because they're concerned about what he can do against them. So at this point, you would think that you would double Jimmy Butler because you're concerned about what he's already done. <laughs> uh, but it seems to me a little bit, just to go back to uh, 2006, which I know is a team that, that you liked quite a bit, Alex. Avery Johnson, until the end against the Miami Heat, until the end, he doubled Shaq. Okay. Shaq was not the force that Dwayne Wade was at that point, but he doubled Shaq and Dwayne went nuts in this series. They're not doubling Shaq. They're doubling Tyler hero. No offense. I mean, he's not Shaq. Okay. And they're doing so in a way that's allowing Jimmy Butler to get loose. Like, don't you have to make an adjustment there? 
Yeah, I think you do. Uh, I just don't. I answered your poll today because I know you put that on Twitter. I thought that was a good poll, actually. Uh, and I think at that time, it was overwhelmingly yes. Uh, I think it was like 70% yes at that time. That was a few hours ago. But I thought that was interesting because I just think doubling Jimmy, maybe once or twice. Uh, but, like, I just think that makes the offense so much easier for the Heat. Like, they're good at making easy reads. And you're just making the reads very easy for Jimmy if you're just going to send a second guy at him. Or I think we're gonna they're going to see – some adjustments to how they play him is probably sending a little bit more help than they have, specifically when he starts kind of, you know, uh, doing his thing. He might be turning the corner, uh, but I don't think they're just going to send two at him every time. I think that's that's crazy people talk about because <laughs> I think the Heat are going to have open shooters every time. And I don't think Doc Rivers is going to – I just think, like, that. that's so the opposite of what he's been doing this entire time. We're like – I actually kind of respect their game plan because they're kind of like, okay, Jimmy, you score as much as we want, but that's not what the Heat want to do. Their blueprint is more, I think, to towards what they did last night where a lot of guys are in double figures. Jimmy might be the best player, but he's not doing everything on offense. And so, uh, go ahead. I was going to say the adjustment plays right into the Heat's hands, to your point, Alex. Like, exactly, exactly. Like the, the whole reason why they're leaving Jimmy is that it's all those other parts that can – that like you know the the snipers outside and you got you know tyler hero obviously doing what they put so much emphasis on tyler it's just unbelievable so you're playing into the heat's hands if all of a sudden you say hey jimmy go do what you actually are pretty natural at and be a facilitator tyler hero needs a good confidence builder before the conference finals i love if that that's doc strategy i just don't know that he overcorrects to that degree but even to your point He's got to do something different. So whether they just are going to flash doubles maybe early in the game or maybe not do it initially and then deploy it later. Like I do think that they're going to do something different, but I don't know that they can do wholesale, um, you know, like blitzing Jimmy. Like that's not going to work so well for them, I don't think. I, I did get some He's just a there. much better playmaker than Tyler too. That's one thing I think that's become even more clear at this playoffs. Like they're on different levels when it comes to playmaking. Like Tyler just hasn't been good at making those reads off of blitzes yet. I think, it's definitely gotten in his head. And I just think the game plan is a good one because the Heat were the best three-point shooting team in the league, like number one. And we know that their best players don't shoot, but they get their offense going with the threat of their three. So I think Doc is – it kind of makes sense, but um, it only works when the, you know, the Heat aren't just absolutely murdering you from the three. Well, I did get a little background on this, and I can tell you that Jimmy is surprised that he's not getting doubled more. And, and I, I know he – I get he, it. He kind of made that off the cuff comment yesterday that I guess I'm not as good as Tyler, um, you know, because there was some joking around at the press conference and all the rest of this. But but he did expect to see more doubles. That's my understanding. Um, and, and as far as prep for this series, as I did a little background today, he really didn't do a whole lot different. Um, but the way that it was kind of put to me was that he can't play at this stage because we talk about age with him and how the contract is going to age and where he is. He can't do this for 80 games anymore. Okay. Um, and we've seen like getting to the 70 number for him is, is probably going to be unlikely over the course of this contract. All right. He can do it during a playoff setting when he has time to prepare and he has time to rest his body. We have talked so much about how different he looks on certain nights. You can kind of tell in the first six minutes, if he has his jump, 
Okay. Um, and whether he's, whether he's getting his lift on jump shots. Okay. Whether when he has an opportunity in the open court, he actually tries to dunk it. Like you, you can tell with Jimmy, it's obvious. Okay. And, and we saw after he had the little knee issue, which may need to be corrected in the off season, uh, they need, may need to fix that. Okay. But we saw the first game back from it. I kept saying he doesn't look like he has that jump. Okay. But he, the last two games, he absolutely has. Okay. And, and th- this is the thing. It's like the way it was put to me was if he played like this all the time, his body would break down. But when he has time to rest, recuperate, prepare, go through his stuff and really focus Someone used the word ter- locked in with me today. And I said, stupidly, because we don't, I know we don't want to go back to last year on that, but it is, it is kind of where he's at. Like he, he needs these challenges where he can, he really goes through the scouting report and understands it and also understands his body and how he needs to get it ready. And this again is a part of an access issue, but like with LeBron, like I wrote stories. Okay. So we were in the locker room. I wrote plenty of stories about, his training program and how Mike Mancius would get him ready and what he would eat and what he would drink. You know, Jimmy will do occasional stuff with that, like with non NBA media, but otherwise like he doesn't really advertise a ton of it. He'll put some stuff on Instagram and I know everybody gets excited about it, but, but I I don't think that we focus on it quite as much, but he does work on his body. It's not just getting into the gym. It's getting him his, his body ready to prepare at this level. And the playoffs are just better suited for that with him. Uh, with less travel, with having every, everything he needs in one place and all of that. And, and that's kind of the way it was put to me. Um, but they are surprised. I can tell you people around him are surprised, and he is surprised that Doc has basically decided, let him have what he wants. Let him have what he wants, and don't, don't let anybody else have it. And to Jimmy's credit, he is taking it. And I, I want to pivot right here. And I do want to mention one thing before we do, but I want to look a little forward because I guess – I didn't watch the game and I'll, I'll catch up with, I guess Milwaukee stole this one at the end, right? Is that right? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so we may be looking at a Bucks matchup in the next round. If the heat get past this, right? Now they're wanna, going to game six in Milwaukee. I want to ask one question of both of you guys. When we come back now that that's the possibility, because this relates to Jimmy Butler. Uh, before we do want to tell you about one more sponsor here of the five reasons sports. Like, well, I want to tell you about two things. First, I want to tell you about off the floor. You guys should be subscribed to that. It's free for a week and it's just $3 and five cents per month. And you can get it for the entire year and get a discount as well. But the thing about that is we give you stuff there before we give it to you anywhere else. And sometimes we never end up giving it to you anywhere else. So you should be signed on off the floor. It's behind the scenes coverage. A lot of stuff that Greg and I are kind of hearing about the team around the organization. Maybe we don't put the full report on Twitter yet, but we kind of lead you in a direction on off the floor. And then also a lot of exclusive analysis uh, stat strategy and the rest from Alex and Brady on there. So make sure you're checking it out. Um, I post it. I'm going to put it, I'm going to actually finally pin it to five reasons, Twitter. So you guys can, can find the link and sign on. Uh, we appreciate the support there. It helps keep us going, but also you're going to get a ton out of it. I do want to mention also while we're here as well, one of our great sponsors, CPT of South Florida. If you're looking for it, this is the place to go reach out to TJ, Get yourself the promotion. Go to go to cpt-florida.com. That's cpt-florida.com. Or call, call TJ at 954-966-2766. 954-966-2766. They still got the promotion. 25% off cloud phone service, including free phones and the first two months of service free for your business. So reach out to TJ at cpt-florida.com. Again, it's 954-966-2766. So here's the question. 
this Jimmy Butler, the one that we've seen in the playoffs so far, the one that's putting up LeBron and Dwayne numbers, the knock all along has been, okay, do it against Milwaukee because that's the team he struggled with length with Giannis uh, during the regular season this year, during the playoffs last year. Even if you look past the, to the previous year, Jimmy was a big factor in the Milwaukee series, but he wasn't probably even their best player throughout the Milwaukee series uh, two years ago. So I will ask this question, Greg, are you as concerned because matchups dictate everything about the Milwaukee matchup for Jimmy Butler, as you might've been before? Hell no. Hell no. Jimmy at this level, like even if he just regresses slightly, like, if he were to go through the conference finals and average 25 a game, I think that he'd have enough to get to the NBA finals, like around him, because it's a different series with different matchups. Um, and I don't know that the Milwaukee is going to guard Tyler the way that Philadelphia is. This is a, a really peculiar thing that, that I don't think that they're going to see from another team. I could be wrong. Maybe people will start copycatting the Philadelphia 76ers because that's so successful, but maybe not. Right. So to me, Jimmy Butler, this is the team. If Milwaukee closes out, obviously they, they just uh, stole one, literally Giannis <clears throat> missed a free throw. Portis got the rebound and put it in and they were up one. And that was basically the game. Um, this is the team, but they have bam for Giannis in terms of defense. So to me, like the Middleton situation is a really interesting one to monitor in terms of matchups. But to me, there's nobody on that team that can guard Jimmy. Who are they going to put on Jimmy? Like, is it going to be Giannis? Like that's who they're going to deploy. No, it's probably going to be drew. Right. Alex. Do they put, I don't drew know about on that. Jimmy? Am I wrong? I, 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 I mean, last year we saw a lot of Giannis on Jimmy and they, they kind of neutralized him with that this, in a similar way to what the Lakers did with, with Anthony Davis, where it's not like Jimmy can't do anything on them, but it just it's really hard to turn the corner on those guys if they're just going under on screens and just kind of staying there. And I think we're going to see that again. Like it was a really effective strategy for them last season and with kind of Lopez on Bam, Giannis on Jimmy. I don't see why they wouldn't. Like maybe they don't go to it right away or maybe they don't go to it the whole time to not get him in foul trouble, things like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's the primary matchup when it counts the most uh, in crunch time. I, I think Jimmy can figure it out, but the concerns are definitely there for me. Like, I still think he's playing at a much higher level, obviously, than he was last year. I'm not going to look at last year and just think that it's going to happen exactly the same way. I do think they present a lot more challenges defensively than the Sixers do. Like, I just think the Sixers are kind of buoyed by Embiid and what he can do in the paint. But he's figured that matchup out completely. I, I he's going to have to do the same thing with Giannis. And more than that, guys are going to have to be consistent when it comes to shooting. Like the Heat cannot have several games in a row or anything like that where their, their shooting is off, especially, and this is the biggest part for me, whether or not, obviously if Middleton's playing, but whether or not Kyle's playing, because if mm. Kyle isn't playing, then they can dedicate a lot of kind of, uh, of their defensive strategy towards Tyler more than they would have. If Kyle was playing, they can have Drew guarding Tyler more than if Kyle was playing. Like, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I was just I was I was just going to say you, they may not need to double Tyler Hero in that series if you can put Drew Holiday on him because Philadelphia so doesn't Philadelphia doesn't have it. They used to have a Drew Holiday. They don't anymore uh, when they had Drew Holiday. But <laughs> but that's, you know, that, you that, that's Bam. Look, we'll, we'll see. I mean, look, I've said all along that the key to a Milwaukee series is Bam. I'm sticking to that. But you have to get 
you know, you may not get this Jimmy. You're not going to get probably the Jimmy you've gotten so far against Atlanta and Philadelphia, but you got to get a really good Jimmy. And by the way, same for Boston. I don't don't think he will be at the top of his, at the top of his game versus Boston in the same way he is right now. Doesn't mean he he can't still be great, but it would, if he has similar production versus either of these teams, then that's something else because those, those two teams are just the elite. Well, with, the what, with the way that they've made both Durant and, and Giannis less efficient than they typically are. If Jimmy Butler was to play at this level of efficiency that he's played at when Durant and Giannis couldn't hold to their standards against them, then yeah, I would think you would have to start to pay attention someone and not just scream culture and South beach and all the rest of this crap, but I'm probably wrong. All right. They got to get past Philadelphia first. We're going to do before floor and everything else on Thursday night. So join us there. It's an early game, I think, isn't it? It's a seven o'clock start uh, Thursday night. So actually we'll be on before floor at six post up five R pace and space subscribe to off the floor. Thanks for our sponsors. Prizepicks.com. Use the code five therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five RSN. Check out cpt-florida.com for all your IT needs and you break at their new facility. Have a good night, everybody. Culture. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.